Welcome to the All Outdoors Photography Podcast with your hosts, Henry Doyle and Ryan Taylor, where we discuss all things related to outdoor and nature photography. Welcome to episode 29 of the All Outdoors Photography Podcast. Um, and today we're just kind of uh, catching up with the show. It's been a while. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do today. Uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about our whereabouts. Uh, welcome back, everyone. If you're listening still, I hope you are. Um, yeah, it's been, I think it's been about a month and a half almost upwards of that. Yeah, and, um, just a lot of things going. We, we're both, me and Henry and I are both busy in our lives and just, yeah, technology and just everything else. So it's a, it's a lot to dive into. But um, like Henry said, this update, this video, this episode is going to be about just updates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Nothing we, too serious. Yeah. And we're, we're back now and stronger than ever. So <laughs> no worries on that. We're not going you, yeah. you got a new computer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I got a, yeah. So one of the major things, um, one of the major reasons we kind of had to take a break is uh, my laptop broke. Um, there was, a t- I was actually editing photos and then it just kind of, I got the blue screen. You windows users will probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah and it actually it it was fine after that after that blue screen then a day later i got another blue screen and it the error message said critical structure failure and then it just wouldn't turn on um i didn't lose anything major like you know i just uh there was some like school work i kept on the like internal hard drive but besides that uh all my photos and all the podcast stuff was on another hard drive so it's all good there um and i've got a new computer now it's faster you know so that that's gonna mean better recordings, you know, less technical glitches for this podcast, and you know, just, just better in general. So that's what we're gonna return with. I think bigger and better. Yes. Um, but it, it's a Windows still, right? Yeah, it's a Windows. It's a. I had a laptop before, and now I've got like a desktop. So okay, it cool, just uh, cool. it churns through my Lightroom like it's so good on photo editing. I'm so happy with it. Like that's oh man, that's the best part about a new computer. It's just like everything runs so buttery smooth. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah, I'm kind of envious because I'm still running like a 2018. Uh, it's an Acer desktop. I don't even know how or what the model number is, but I bought it off Adorama like yeah, like three or four years ago, and it's it, it still works, but it, it gets sluggish sometimes. Yeah, you know, chopping up video and stuff. It it, it just depends. But mm-hmm. someday I might go with a laptop and book or something. Oh, we could yeah. even someday even do like a computer episode going a little bit deeper in idea i just had that could be something maybe that'd be something yeah you might know more than i would um i I know more than the average person i think about specs and stuff but in the parts but i've never like built one myself yeah me neither i just bought a pre-built yeah i'm lazy about it actually no the like the most i did with this desktop after buying it just as is as i upgraded the ram which that sounds kind of cliche but no i like packed in i think like eight more gigs made it about 12 or something which you know it helps it really does but it's not everything there's some other board processor and all that stuff too oh, yeah there's a lot of stuff in there a lot of stuff involved that's why it's almost easier to get a laptop or something mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but that's good it's good we can finally get back into it hopefully the video or the uh podcast keeps rolling out better yeah um and another major thing and this is something we've been dealing with for months both ryan and i um zencaster i'm sorry zencaster if you're watching this video but you really screwed us on most of our it, it was always yes it was always our guest podcast it just got ruined yes 
we lost it's terrible we lost uh kyle captures photography lost his episode we lost Corey hart's episode this is very disappointing and all these random glitches and had potential but it failed us every time pretty much so yeah it's weird weird stuff like i, I know you said for kyle's which was like the, it was supposed to be our episode 29 and that's kind of right before we just kind of went on hiatus and everything and you you messaged me one day and you're like um it recorded about half of it and i just like flipped out i'm like what's what's going on it's yeah, terrible the, the weird thing with that was it they recorded all of you and i but like half of kyle so <laughs> it was just huh. very sad which i don't get because all three of us are pretty much like midwest um like Kyle lives about an hour and something minutes up north of me, but like his connection was a little spotty. I noticed during the recording itself, but like it didn't like fully cut out. I don't believe, but, but then again, that was like over a month ago. So maybe I, maybe memory is failing me right now, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was stressful. And um, I know for me, it's like, I hate disappointing people like that. And especially like just these conversations we're having are so great, like organically just flowing and, they're like a lot of fun to just talk to these people I've known or people I was meeting or us. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, it was terrible. I, I don't terrible. know. I don't know about you, Ryan, but it demotivated me for a while. I mean, that's part of the reason oh, yeah. I didn't want to come back right away. It was just, you know, kind of hard. We put a lot of work in those episodes. So yeah, it's almost like not to get too down yourself, but it's like, what's the point? Uh-huh. Yeah. When it's just, you, you took these great episodes and you can't get them, you know, they just can't do anything with them. Yeah, but hopefully but, that should all be fixed now. So I think we're. I yeah. hope so. Yeah, sorry, Zencaster. You're you're great for a time, but not really. Gonna... <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Day one, it was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> it had it had its quirks. It's it's a good website and software, but you know, but still, it was better than our Zoom meetings, or I don't even or Skype. It was better than our Skype at first. <laughs> like, audio oh, wise, t- at least, yeah. Yeah, the, the Skype ones, but that's back when we did video. Uh-huh. Oh, oh man, let's, let's dive into the past thirty episodes. <laughs> yeah. Back, back, back in the day. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it wasn't even actually, that long ago either. I mean, I know. <laughs> Less. It's almost been a year, actually. Believe it or not, which I mean, yeah. almost thirty. Thirty I guess, episodes. I guess it was like impressive. late June or something, right? Somewhere around there. I, I think we started about July, early July, mid okay. July. Yeah. If I, recall, I don't know anyone anyone that's a super fan they can fact check us but i believe it's that long um yeah actually that's a nice segue so uh, i guess recently uh well i think two weeks ago um our first guest on the podcast jacob delong um he actually invited me on to his live stream on twitch which is really cool um cool. yeah yeah it's cool so he just kind of reached out to me uh via message and just out of the blue was like hey man would you be interested in talking about uh, photography on my live stream and I was like sure dude like he's a cool guy of course I met him before in person a lot um, we used to work together and yeah it's just really cool I've watched his twitch stream um, he does like storm chasing if no one doesn't know but he uh, yeah he's the first guest on the podcast and yeah just I got on a show just talked about photography and stuff um, he had some great questions for me like already lined up like an interview style which is cool um, talk about you know my video series um, my art galleries, this podcast, and uh, lots of other stuff. So we talked for about an hour. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, had a couple of people. He has, he has a pretty big following. I think he has about 500 followers. Oh, wow. On or Twitch. viewers. Yeah, on Twitch. pretty big uh-huh. for Twitch. Like, that's, that's awesome. 
Yeah, it's cool. It's kind of come full circle because I was his first kind of, I guess you call it guest on this show. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of full circle. I thought it's funny, but is, um, is yeah, it we had like a, kind of a podcast or kind of that kind of format. It's more of a, uh, no, it's more of a, like, he, he kind of ran our thing that we did as I guess you called a podcast, but I mean, like the video was on and it felt more like a live stream because mm -hmm. that's more, that's more of the platforms yeah. suited towards that needs. And um, I've watched his previous streams and he goes out storm chasing like from his vehicle, like out in the field, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, or he'll just sit by his computer and just watch like uh, storm chasing videos and such. That's right. Excuse cool. me. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, he had some great questions. Um, it's just, it was kind of great catching up with him because I haven't talked to him uh, probably since the podcast or around that time. Um, so it's been a while, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So um, I guess we could put that in the show notes if we have any and, you people can watch it all, all you people but yeah it's a lot of fun make sure to drop him a i forget what it is on twitch but drop him a follow or something i think he's currently jacob's journeys i believe jacob's underscore jacob underscore journeys i believe cool don't, don't quote me on it but we could we could link something if we we right. put our best effort <laughs> yeah okay but yeah um I'm all over the place, scatterbrained with all these events. Because, yeah, I've just been so busy lately, too. So what, yeah. what else have you been up to? Um, so kind, of, kind of the same old a little bit overall. Um, my video series, I've been doing that still uh, on location. Um, been doing those once a week, which has been great still. Um, still still kind of sticking to local parks and trails. Uh, very small places like uh, community parks. But um, I'm finding some great results in photography in general there. Um, I've been finding there's been a shift lately. Um, I'm not sure if I call it a shift, maybe just like a trend for me personally of like just doing really simple imagery, just kind of seeking that out more. I don't know why that is the case, but I've just been noticing this trend lately in my photography. Maybe you've noticed it, Henry, since you've seen my work lately, is that, yeah, I just, I've been going for like really just uh, like dead simple compositions and just stuff that's really... I don't want to call it boring, but maybe some people might find it boring. Just stuff that's really just easy easy looking at i don't know it's but uh it's been it's been interesting uh, but yeah i've been doing those videos uh lately it's been a lot of fun um at least in the absence of the podcast here because i guess they, i guess they kind of freed up some evenings and such mm -hmm. to you know edit edit those videos of course um yeah i mean other than that just doing the same old doing my galleries um exhibiting there um i guess the one notable one is that um this one lady kelly ingerson she's um, this Australian lady I met at one of my galleries. She's a super sweet lady and stuff. And so she opened up um, at the beginning of March her own, like, I guess in a studio kind of gallery space. Um, and she invited me as the guest, so to speak. So I exhibited, yeah, I exhibited three pieces. It's in Troy, Ohio, um, at this place called the Sunshade Building, which houses other, like, photographers of portraits and stuff. Um, Their studios, it has painters, kind of just more artsy stuff, too. Um, but it's a cool building and so we had this big reception night and i was there for like the entire afternoon and it was a lot of fun so just talking with friends um exhibiting three new pieces i've been working on uh framed and everything so really big pieces for me um and just you know photos that i've taken in the past year just work i've been you know working on i guess so but uh yeah it's been a lot of fun doing that too that's great which uh three ones did you pick for um yeah like i said uh three pieces three photos i've taken in the past year um it's i guess i don't i don't want to call it a theme but there is kind of this interconnectedness of the three 
uh, like photos I chose to print and frame and you know mat everything. Um, there are three the three photos that kind of exhibit my work how it's been changing lately. Um, so they're kind of they're still nature and outdoor, but like one's a covered bridge, um, one's this like man-made structure that's you can find out at a local metric park, and then another one is a tree at night um, or at least the twilight, the blue hour, and there's some car headlights running right past it. So it's kind of just showing some different. I guess maturation in my work, um, which has been pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's like the interaction between man and nature. Pretty cool look. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's a good way to put it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just showing what I've recently been taking and just how my work's kind of my overall portfolio has been kind of just ebb and flowing. I guess evolving. We'll say. Yeah, I I think that really that happens to all photographers. You know, you might someday return to your previous style, or you might just evolve. I think it's kind of just natural. Oh, definitely. And like, and don't get me wrong, it's like I've been doing more birding than ever. I think in the past, this past winter especially, but like, um, in general, like almost every week. And I still love taking you know shots of tree, you know, trees in general, birds, you know, naturey stuff. But like, what I mean by what I said just a little bit ago is like. I guess a couple of years ago, if you told me to take a picture of like a covered bridge, I'd probably laugh at you. Like, I, I just think that would be because I was so stuck up about like limiting myself, I guess, is what I'm saying, like creatively speaking. And I was like, why don't I take a picture of something people made, you know, and like a bridge? I'm like, that's stupid. But, but like, I don't know. And then I thought about it some more because I'm like, I do like local history and I do like those bridges. I just mean like from a photography standpoint, I'm like, why would I take a shot of that? It's just not me. You know, I kept identifying with that. Um, so, but, you know, I guess maybe with pandemic and just kind of being more, uh, free to express myself, I guess, with the camera in different ways. Um, I guess I'm taking the shots now and just experimenting that way, which has been a lot of fun, of course. Yeah. I, I really like resonate with that. I think if you see something and you want to take a photo of it, no matter what genre photographer you suppose supposedly are, just, you know, take the shot and whatever mm-hmm. catches your eye catches your eye i mean you don't have to post it if you don't think it fits with your brand but you know you'll, oh, have, you'll have the shots so, so. and that, that could be a whole nother uh, podcast episode is like personal projects um i can't really i have some ideas in my head but i haven't really like executed them but um just taking photos for you specifically like it doesn't have to be for other people uh or like to sell or share or exhibit but like just taking photos that you may enjoy but like I don't know. You might not feel comfortable about sharing with everyone. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like it's really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you hit the nail right on the head with that. Just, you know, take photos that you enjoy. You think you will enjoy maybe taking more of in the future, of course. Um, and, you know, who cares? Who cares if it's like not your brand? I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's just about having fun with it. Yeah, I'm looking at your uh, Instagram right now. Um, I, I I see what you mean by like kind of the more minimal compositions. I think they're they're really good. Like that um, oh, thank you. That grassy hill and stuff, and the uh, the sticks, yeah, that's sticks in the water, <laughs> all very good. And it's not like I didn't take shots like that, you know, years past. But I'm just saying, like lately, it seems like I'm really. Uh, I keep calling it a trend, but just like a, uh, I don't know. I guess well, I'll keep calling it trend, but yeah, I just keep moving myself towards making those shots. Just trying to be as little as cluttered as possible. Just, you know, that's simple, I guess, overall. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, if you look back at my work, even like years ago, it's, it's, I still had that kind of, I don't know, abstractions and minimalist kind of like 
I guess, style to me mm-hmm. in my work. So just what I like to see the most. But I do like the chaos too sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it makes things fun, I guess. It's always good to have a little chaos in photography. <laughs> Yeah, something doesn't detract from the you know the viewing experience or something. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, I, I've talked enough. Um, have you been with photography lately? Uh, well, I've pretty I've been doing a ton of photography even before I did my trip that I'll talk about later. Uh, I've just been getting out a lot. Um, probably like around two times a week, which is a lot for me. Usually oh, wow. it's once a week at most, but. It, I, 2021 i've just been really just doing photography like i mean that's really been it you know the podcast the beginning but i've been mostly just photography uh i'm gonna start up youtube soon but right now i'm just enjoying going out um a lot of birding kind of like you uh i've just really been getting into that uh like this weekend i'm going i'm gonna drive like 40 minutes or so and i'm just searching after a bald eagle that was reported in that area so just kind of trying to put some research into it and uh learn the names of birds i'm still really bad at it but i'm i'm getting better Uh, (laughs) uh, there's a couple people who frequently correct me uh if i post something wrong and i I thank them for that i I need it sometimes because it's very easy to (laughs) misidentify birds um but yeah um not a lot of landscapes really i i want to do landscapes it's just it's now starting to kind of be the time where it's good again you know with the spring leaves and the spring trees uh but i haven't really been doing a lot the past couple months besides my trip um but yeah it's just a lot of photography just really been enjoying it um i've mostly been going to for my birding i've mostly been going to like two key places um and one's just a hill near a golf course it's so weird but it it has some of the biggest variety of birds i've ever seen i mean i've seen hawks titmouse like nuthatches cardinals and they're always there like at the same time so Hmm. yeah that's cool Uh i i can i I can vouch for you with the golf course thing because there's quite a few in my area um and for for bird photography specifically um there's actually one that was um it was a former golf course i think it's called the lark tree golf course in trotwood and it's been converted into what's now called the Great Miami uh, Wetland Mitigation Bank. It's kind of a long, long title for it, but it's like gorgeous, just acres of just like decrepit, you know, paths of just what used to be a former golf course. And my gosh, like you get so many birds there, it's insane. Mm. I mean, so yeah, it's just really neat to see it kind of nature reclaim itself, I guess. Yeah, um, just Yeah, and I, I've only gone there once, and it was about a year ago, I think, last April. Um, but that place was just spectacular. I think I saw... 35 species that day which is a lot for me um and just yeah wild turkey even which is pretty random oh, wow. <laughs> a couple, yeah a couple of them out there yeah so it, it's just a cool really really cool place um um but yeah even develops you know still standing i guess golf courses are still great for birds of course mm-hmm. and I, I wonder if with the still standing ones i wonder if the reason i've noticed the birds there are very friendly so i, I bet that's because of all the noise you know they're more used to humans Mm-hmm. So I can get a lot closer, which is nice. Yeah, I, I'd probably I'd agree with you. It's like they're probably more habituated, definitely mm-hmm. to humans. Um, I know for like, especially like bluebirds and tree swallows, because they love that open fields and grassland. Um, a lot of, I hope a lot of golf courses do this, is they'll erect uh, nest boxes and they'll just have those you know, sprinkled throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think mine has that, sadly, but 
That's a bummer. Yeah, but the other place I go is pretty good about that. Like the other main burning place. I go to a dedicated burning sanctuary for like the other spot. And I, I go other places, but these are my frequent spots for burning. And that's like a dedicated sanctuary. I won't see like another human because it's just out in the woods. And yeah, so I've just been mm -hmm. doing a lot of that. Yeah, that's awesome that you've been doing more wildlife. Cause I know you're you're almost exclusively landscaped, it seemed like, and then you've been slowly kind of getting more to the the birds and stuff, which is cool. I definitely don't want to give landscape up though. Like it's it's still oh, in yeah. the back of my head. Like I'm yeah. gonna shoot some waterfalls soon, just, um, just trees, just all kinds of stuff. I yeah. just I just get really <laughs> demotivated from landscapes in winter um, when there's not snow. Like I just I don't feel like shooting landscapes. Like, because <laughs> everything's just kind of brown and like yep. gross a gross red, reddish it. orange color like that's all it is um, oh man yeah my winter hdr shots are, have that reddish orange look <laughs> like the bark is glowing and uh -huh. it's probably it's probably how i edited them but it's just it's it's, it's weird looking <laughs> um, yeah i'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad like, i picked up wildlife this year because Last year, I just remember how bored I was for the first couple months of the year. Like, I want to take photos, but there's nothing to take photos of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like I said earlier, it's like, in, I think, yeah, in January and February specifically, I was, like, just burning nonstop. And, like, I got a pretty good amount of shots, you know, good close-ups and keeper shots. But just burning in general has just been a lot of fun because um, there's less foliage on the trees, of course, the more visible. Um, and I know in winter, there's also, it's a lot easier to see waterfowl and ducks, which are some of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Uh, plus, plus they're easier to see because they're bigger and you just all you have to do is go to a few bodies of water and you kind of get the point um, but yeah man it's it's, it's addicting though uh -huh. it's, it's a lot of fun oh, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm like you and i'm like looking forward to not only like migrating birds in spring but also all the other you know, nature things like waterfalls i'm kind of um, overwhelmed honestly there's so much all of a oh, sudden yeah. just louisville has just blooms like it's <laughs> it's it's been like that over here in Ohio. Yeah. And it's, it's the same way. I, I tell people, you know, photographer friends or non uh, photo people is like April and May is like prime time because everything's just happening at once. And it's a lot of fun. Yep. Of course, it's, that's it's like the busiest month, busiest two months of the year for me, but you know, that's how oh, really? it always goes. <laughs> <laughs> you should be used to it by now then. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. And um, I know lately I've been doing a lot of like macro photography again, because it's been so many months since I've done that and just, uh, slapping on the extension tube and just seeing all these different flowers every week by week has been just a lot of fun as well. Man, your uh, dandelion abstract is so cool. It's such a creative idea. Oh, yeah, oh, the daffodils? Oh, yeah. It's not dandelion. <laughs> what am I saying? Daffodils. You know what? <laughs> I, like, I like that interpretation. I like what you're going for because it kind of does look like dandelions. I think I, I knew there were daffodils. I just forgot. <laughs> I mixed it up. I made it. I made it kind of. I guess easy for people to understand because it's like also. Well, not only was it titled it, but it's like the like the static shot of the daffodils just right before it. Like I posted the day before, uh -huh. and then I had, had the more abstract one. It's it's literally about the same like composition. I just all I did was uh, I think I slowed down that shutter a little bit more, and then uh, for this technique for abstract is I just zoomed in and out during the oh, shutter capture. Cool. So, so yeah, that's how I produced that kind of effect. Uh, most of my abstracts are like swiping and panning. And, tilting but yeah this is a little different where i did like a zoom in and out with the zoom lens of course nice yeah, yeah. well behind the scenes there but That's yeah I, I like the i like the effect though it looked cool mm -hmm. and you're you're right it does look like dandelions now that you say that 
I, I actually meant daffodils. So I didn't even think it looked like dandelions. I don't know what I was <laughs> thinking. But, but you, you give me some ideas because in my yard right now, I got some dandelions. Yeah. So I may try that too. I need, maybe you can... I need to do some macro as well. I, I basically forgot macro existed. Like, honestly, <laughs> I've just been so focused in recently. So Don't, don't worry. I, I did too until like last weekend. I was like, wait. Oh, there's flowers now, <laughs> but it was like a super cold morning for some reason. It was like the one morning of the week where it's still like a layer of frost. I mean, it was like 25, 20, almost 20 degrees. So I like had on layers again, like it's winter still. And I'm just, yeah, photographing these flowers that are just, you know, grasping for warmth, but it's just so cold out. It was so confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of the weird weather we have to deal with now. It's just, it's very strange. Very strange. It's, it's like... It's like on the calendar, you're spring, but like it's still not characteristically like the same thing. Right. <laughs> it's confusing at times. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's warm. I don't know about you, but it's warming up a lot here. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, it the, was the other day, uh, 80, 80 degrees. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it quite reached that here, but up north. But I don't know. It's it's warming up, which is great. Uh-huh. But it's, it's not humid yet here, which I like. It's a nice, good 80. It's not like... Kentucky humidity <laughs> is really bad in Ohio too. It's uh, terrible. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think today was 80% humidity, but it was like actually like 60, 70, uh -huh. which, you know, worked out. Cause yeah, there wasn't that hot stagnant air that just is terrible to be outside. In. Yeah. Um, another thing kind of with under the birding element is uh, I've been kind of slowing down with my birding a little bit more. Um, so I've been doing more like, where I will sit in one place with my tripod and just wait for birds to come. It's actually been mm -hmm. working. Um, I got some like wood duck photos. They came up right by me. Um, I actually got some otter photos. I don't know if you saw my Instagram, but there were some otters that came up on me. Um, I was just waiting down there and they showed up. Well, it was only one actually, but they showed up and, or he showed up and I was able to get some closer photos than I normally would. Cause I, you know, just patiently waited for something to come. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the the wood duck uh, photos. I don't think. I don't think I've posted those yet. I think it's in my drafts still. Oh, sorry. Well, that too, and the river otter is what I meant. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy. I didn't even know my part of Kentucky <laughs> had river otters. Honestly, so I I was shocked. Huh. I, I know the uh, local wetland corridor near uh, where I live. They saw they've been seeing on and off. People have I've never seen them, but there's been river otters up here, which is just crazy to think about. Mm. And this little you know creek out here in yeah. Deer Creek, it's just the strangest thing. But it's it, apparently it's happening. So said so if you get out here real early in the morning, I'm like I do that. I don't see them. What gives? But see, I I was out at two p.m. Like it was crazy. It was just oh wow weirdest thing. Huh. Uh, and it was it was in a very fairly popular park too. It was like a park that's sandwiched between a highway and a hospital. So, I mean, it's that's not so like it's some remote park. It's I don't know. It was weird. Huh, they're something. they're bigger you, than you'd think too. They're pretty big. Oh yeah. Are you sure it wasn't like a muskrat or anything? No, it was a, it was definitely a river otter. Okay, clearly that kind of smooth, defined look to it. Oh yeah. The whiskers and all that stuff. Okay, cool, cool. Cause I know it's like around here, it's like we get beavers and muskrat. Well, I do even especially just those two mixed up, and because it just looks so alike. Mm -hmm. Or even mink, even a mink. You ever get mink? Oh yeah. You ever seen those? I yeah, seen you get quite a few. Yeah. 
they are a pain in the butt to photograph because every time I see them, they get spooked and they're super, super skittish. And since they, they frequent like wetlands, um, at least where I live, they just jump right in the nearest body of water that they're right next to. They literally like look at me and they have that like, oh crap, look, because, you know, mammals, they're, they're so characteristic, it's hilarious. But they look up, you know, all alert, and like, oh no, and they just jump right in. You might have to put on the ghillie suit for that one or something. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, there's I, there's a wildlife area I'm going to go to in a couple weeks. Um, you know, when it starts hitting prime time for warblers and stuff, and I'm gonna I'm gonna don the ghillie suit. It's gonna be a lot oh, of fun. Yeah. I'm thinking about so, getting one. Like, I'm I'm ready. I, I think I should honestly. It's great for the videos, man. People people just eat that up. I don't know why. They just think it's like playing dress up, which it is. But you know, yeah. Does it does it legitimately help? Uh, oh, kind oh of. yeah, it does. I mean, from what I've heard, it, it, it does. It, it can, yeah, but maybe I just need to slow down more. But I feel like for bigger mammals, like non-avian mammals, it probably helps out a lot, like deer and coyote or something, fox. I don't think I'm going to get, like, a full ghillie suit. I think I'm going to get, like, more of a lightweight, like, jacket and pants I can just throw on and, like, <laughs> with a hood or something. Like, I don't Glue think some leaves on to you. <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> some twigs. Uh-huh. Yeah, I will say, um, I think I have a field and stream ghillie suit, which I think was about $60 for the full suit, and uh, which is pretty affordable. And it's it's held up quite a bit. I haven't used it very much, to be fair, but like it's a sweat magnet. Like you feel, you really, if it's a hot day, like and you're out in the sun, you're going to feel that. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's terrible. So, and you're not really going to use it during winter because uh, at least the one I have is like a woodland green kind of brown, you know, camouflage. Oh, but yeah. I guess you could get something for like snow and stuff too. That maybe like more insulating i guess mm-hmm. yeah just get white get a white winter coat or something yeah there you go it, it but like that's because i'm just so self-conscious and i know we've both talked about this before it's like i only wear that at like the most des- yeah. like desolate like wildlife areas that like no, and it, when it's not hunting season of course like now like those are the only places to bring it at like uh, if i go to metro park you better I'm, there's no way i'm wearing that yeah that'd be so awkward i don't care about like the most beautiful bird lands in front of me. It's like, I'm, I'm just too self-conscious about uh, wearing, wearing that, you know, hitting the trail. That's why I want one that can like fit in my backpack. So I don't have to wear it at all times. I can just, you know, put it on quickly if I need that's to. That's fair. Yeah. You can kind of bug in, bug out yeah. to the area or something. That makes sense. Um, you can always just get like, I know I have one of these pullover hoodies, like a just nice insulated jacket. And uh, it's like a real tree camouflage. Huh. Have you thought about those? That's a good idea. Oh yeah. I, I don't really wear them much anymore, but yeah, I have like a set of long sleeve and short sleeve, like real tree camouflage that, you know, sometimes I'll just break out every now and then. Nice. Yeah. I like their, so uh, that might be, I have might the, be uh, idea. I have the camo for my wildlife lens. So they're a good company. Oh, Lensco. Oh wait, is that a different company? Real tree and Lensco? Is that? Uh, real tree is not really a brand per se. I don't think oh. it's just like a style okay. of camouflage. Got it, because I know Lenscoat like uses real tree or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They, they, excuse me, they use the, but not the other way around, okay. I believe. Got it. All right. Yeah. Yeah, real tree is just like the type of camouflage, I believe, because mm-hmm. it's, it's not like speckled. It has like a natural pattern to it, so you can yeah. blend it. Up. It's meant for like hunting, of course, and all that stuff. But you know, same same difference for birds and like a camera, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Whew. It's been a lot though lately. Yeah. Yeah. Fun though. Lots of just like you said, both of us just taking photos and um, keeping busy overall, just in our personal and professional lives. 
yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, what else for you? <laughs> <laughs> not much else. Um, not much else. Um, I can't think off the top of my head really, but um, yeah, I saw probably... you had that F five collab. If you want to talk about that a little bit. Oh yeah, that, actually, yeah, that started right about the time the other podcast. Okay, okay. Um, so there is how do I describe this? So F five collab is like this little collaboration I'm doing on Instagram. Um, so basically I was, I was Matt Kirby was the guy. He actually lives kind of near me in my area. Um, so shout out to him. He's a great guy, talented photographer. And he goes to a lot of the same places I do, which is cool. Um, so, and he sticks to mainly landscapes and all that stuff, but he, anyways, he kind of approached, he posted on his stories, I believe like, yeah, it was like end of February, early March. And he said, anyone interesting, specify what he's just like if you're interested in collabing and doing something together you know hit me up and so i did i was just like cool give me some more info uh what you think because you know i'm just trying to be open to like new opportunities of course and he said i got this idea it's called f5 collab um which stands for fantastic five or you know it's kind of corny but uh so basically there's there's five of us and we all happen to i think we all happen to be in ohio ohio based photographers which is cool um, just, just kind of get that local flair. And so we all edit the same raw file from one of us. So each week we post it on Fridays. So it's like fantastic. And, uh, one of us has a raw file. We all edit it. And so we all just post them all and, you know, tag each other and share it. And, uh, from like a user engagement standpoint, it's been actually worked out pretty well. Um, we all have gotten some new followers from each other, just fans of our work, like, mm-hmm. Um, it's been kind of weird because I have been like, like posting only my photos on my feed because, you know, now once a week I'm posting someone else's photo, yeah. um, unless, unless if it's my week, which I've already had one week so far. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a little like weird at first, just giving up that control, I guess. But um, and plus it's just weird. It feels so intrusive, like editing someone else's raw file, uh-huh. you know, uploading that and having someone else scrutinize it. But um, we're all a pretty welcoming bunch and we all have been nice. um, having quite a bit of fun. Yeah. Just adding, and it's neat. I think it's just the neatest thing is seeing each person's approach and their perspective. Like you can um, probably, so, you can probably even look at the camera settings too, when you're editing it. Like, Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's just been neat seeing everyone cause we're all used different. I think some of us are Sony guys. I'm a Canon guy myself. Um, and I think one of us is Nikon, but yeah, we all just like approach photography cause some of us do street. Some of us do, most of us do nature and landscape. Some of us do wildlife, um, like me and a couple others. And it's just cool to see us all kind of collaborate and, um, yeah, just edit these photos. This, like in this case, for like the same week, it'd be like the same photo, and just see the the different perspectives. And we all kind of, some of us do more over the top effects, which is fine if they want to, of course. And like me personally, I, I kind of hold back with editing altogether. Like I just keep things really natural and realistic most of the time. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's been a lot of fun, just uh, an approach. It's almost like a challenge in a way, um, just editing these different photos and doing stuff that's even outside of my own genre, even um, not so much so far, but you know, maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And uh, I think we're going to, we're going to have some guests on as well, if we haven't already. Um, so that'd be fun. Just having a different, you know, photographer into the fold, I guess, for a week or so. Cool. Um, and, you know, just spread the love, I guess, just share each other's work and, trying to get us all some more fans and followers awesome yeah, yeah. I, I i definitely i've looked at some of them i can see the editing differences they're they're pretty crazy and everybody has their own style 
It's cool. Yeah, it's it's cool because it allows instead of just like posting a photo I took, it's I'm posting some most of the time, like most weeks, it's not my photo, so it's different. It's a little different, um, and it's also like times five, of course. So it's you know it's five different edited images. One of those I edited, of course, but the other four, it's just over just different styles and people's ideas of what they want to bring to the table. And so what we kind of just do as a little call to action is like, tell us your favorites and let us know. And it's, it's crazy. People are actually like really commenting a lot. Like I've got like quite a handful of comments each week on these posts, you know, just people sharing, like, I like these two the best. These are all great though. You know, just, it's cool to see this kind of community start to build a little bit more. And yeah, puts the social and social media, I think, which is really neat. Yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's a different idea of collaboration. You know, it's, kind of apart from like the traditional collapse yeah and like i said i gotta give all the credit to matt uh, matt kirby he did he does a great job with like uh, also these story like infographics that he makes um he just really has, he must have like a design graphic design background because he's just like really super talented in making these really just beautiful aesthetically pleasing kind of like graphics i don't know he's just really a talented guy and has like an eye for design and photography and visual arts in general credit goes to him for the idea of this collaboration but um, but yeah that's been a little small it's not too time consuming of course but it's just like a nice little fun little side thing to do just for fun you know just kind of makes things up mm-hmm. yeah. awesome mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i mean other what else did you ask me what was that last what was the question originally uh i i don't think i asked a question i just said it's cool to see the different styles Okay, I, I meant like way before the collab thing. I I forget. I think you just asked me. I just asked about the collab. Yeah, I think. Uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say about that. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, um, I'm hoping soon, kind of a little off in the future, but um, I'm hoping to do some festivals. I've applied to a couple of them so far. Um, since they seem, because last year obviously like it was a polar opposite, and none of them happened you know, outdoor arts festivals. Yeah. Um, but this, this year, yeah, unfortunately, um, but this year there's already a couple of them have canceled a couple of them. are just like the show must go on and we're doing them anyways, which is cool, I guess. Um, so I'm applying to a few of them. So I may do some, some of those. I don't know how many this year. I don't know. I don't know how involved I want to get, but I'm probably gonna do at least maybe four or five, you know, as I'm thinking right now, I've applied to a couple of those so far. Um, so that'd be, that'd be a different thing, you know, cause it took a break last year. <laughs> Yeah. Those are, yeah. It's great. You meet new people and I, I, they're probably pretty profitable, right? I mean, people like to yeah. buy things at those. I think, I think what's been shown, um, at least with all my brick and mortar galleries is that, um, I've already made back like my membership dues for this year, like already paid it off. Cause it's a profit on top of that. Cause people are just like wanting to get out and, you know, buy do a, get out and yeah. Or just go do things and spend money, I guess. I don't know consumerist stuff right um but yeah it's it's been neat to see that kind of change a lot over the past couple months um so it's been quite a welcome change so i'm hoping it stays like that throughout the rest of the year and um like i said for these events of course too great yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, other than that i'm gonna keep on rambling here if i don't stop but (laughs) um I think I might, I'm still trying to work on a photo book. Uh, well, I really haven't started it, started it yet, but you know, I'm going to look, it's basically, I can say this now, it's going to be like a five year retrospective oh. of pretty much 
Yeah, it's gonna basically what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look back. It's gonna be like a really big, kind of big deal for me. I'm gonna look back up my entire catalog of probably raw files in this case. Uh, probably just edit images. I don't know. I can, I'm still figuring it out, of course. But I'm gonna look back at my five years of work this past five and just see my favorite images and just throw those into like a self-published photo book and um, just upload it and see who may be interested in it. So. Keep it real nice and simple. I might not, I may or may not have captions with them. Um, I know if I put stories, they may just it might just become too big of a book. So it's probably just gonna be a focus on the photos themselves. But it's basically gonna be just showing my evolution in the past five years of uh, mainly outdoor photography and how I've came to be to the present day and stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool to see the timeline as it evolves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's neat because some of my favorite shots are like ones that took years ago. And those are, you know, I'm going to lay it out chronologically speaking, of course, um, up until like pretty much this year's, you know, most recent shots. But yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think, to put together and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. Start on it soon, at least. Cool. That's yeah. great. You're really diving yeah. into kind of the physical world of photography, physical media. Always at it. Mm -hmm. Oh, physical. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it's been a lot of fun though. Yeah, oh. keeping up with it. Cool. Tell us about your one trip. Yes. Yeah, I want so, to hear more about this. So uh, <laughs> I think it's been two weeks now. So two weeks ago, I went to uh, Fripp Island, South Carolina. Uh, my great aunt has a house there, so shout out to her for letting us use the house. Um, <laughs> it's it's quite the diverse area. Um, it's. It's basically it's an island, so it's um it's near Charles, kind of near Charleston, South Carolina, um and it's like right by the fairly major city of Beaufort, and it's like a twenty minute drive from there out to this. It's a pretty remote island. You have to go through a couple other islands to actually get out to this island. Um, it's like it's developed. That island's developed, but there is still plenty of nature. Um. So first of all, with the landscapes, um, it, it's beautiful, and you'll you guys will see these uh, images of on my Instagram over the next couple. Like the the amount of photos I took there, um, I've got Instagram posts for months at this point. <laughs> like I took fifteen hundred images, and I got like um, wow. I got like one hundred fifty keepers or no, like two hundred keepers. So like 200 good photos. So, wow. Yeah. Um, so landscape wise, there's these beautiful salt marshes. They've got like the nice bins, you know, with like the grasses sticking out. Um, so I did a lot of sunset photography and sunrise photography over the salt marshes. Uh, there's beautiful trees. So like, I don't know if you know what like Spanish moss is, um, tons of Spanish moss, um, cool shapes, uh, great colors, you know, and I did a lot of sunrise shoots as well. I went out to some tidal pools and like got some texture in the sand as a foreground and you know the sun sunrise in the background. Um, and this was using my new 16 to 35 and I got the lens in February, but this was like the first time I really got to use it intensively for landscapes and it it is definitely been great. I, sharp, <laughs> sharpest lens I've ever owned and it's 16 millimeters is so fun to use. I know it's kind of the cliche focal length, but I, I really like it. Like I I find the most compositions with a wide angle lens i've realized for landscape at least um and yeah just landscape wise it was amazing um and even better was wildlife on that island uh so there were there were tons of birds i mean i saw so many things i saw egrets ibises osprey 
Uh, I saw some eagles. I didn't get eagle shots, but I did see some eagles. Um, what else did I see? I saw plovers, uh, alligators. Those aren't birds, but I got alligator pictures. Which, <laughs> that was one of my goals, and I, I got a pretty great alligator picture. A couple that I'm pretty excited about. Um, probably my favorite moment from the trip, photography-wise, was uh, that island is mostly golf carts, so you don't really take cars. So I was driving in a golf cart, and I was lucky enough just to have my camera bag. And then I look down the golf course, and then I see a, I don't know if you call it a flock, but a, a landed group of 30 egrets on trees. So I just, I illegally Ooh. went onto the golf course with my golf cart. Wasn't supposed to. <laughs> I didn't care. And I, I got amazing shots of the egrets. I, I'm very excited to share those. Um, I, I just, it was a great trip, photo-wise. Hmm. And it, it was just great. A lot of photography. You probably stumbled upon a rookery then, if they're all just hanging out in a tree. Yeah, I think, I think it was a rookery. Yeah, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. Because this, this is like the time of year you'd see like herons and stuff yeah. doing that too. So more than likely it was a rookery, which is awesome. Those are cool to see. I forgot to mention, I also got a wood stork in flight, which is apparently pretty rare. So pretty excited about that. Did you get, um, um I don't know how to pronounce it, Anhiga? Yeah, Anhiga as well. Yeah, and he goes, yeah. Uh, that, that's really those, cool. I, I got a male and a female in Hinga, and they were with the, would you call it, what was the group of egrets called? The, a, a rookery. They were with the egrets, which was really weird, but they were hanging around with them on those huh. same trees. So. It's, yeah, birds are a weird, they're a weird case. Like, uh, I know in Ohio in winter we get uh, cackling geese. You ever heard of those? No, I haven't. No. Uh, it's basically, you know, a Canada goose, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's basically a cackling goose is like a smaller version of a, uh, a Canada goose. Like, I, it's like a smaller bill. The overall like size of it's like kind of scrunched up more, and they they tend to like gather in these flocks, like one or two of them into a flock, a bigger flock of uh, Canada geese. And it's like it's you can pick them apart if you're good about seeing that kind of thing. But if you don't even notice, you probably just think they're all the same bird. But it's just weird stuff like that kind of occurs. Um, so yeah, yeah, probably the same case with those. Those egrets and the anhiga. Yeah, that that moment with those anhigas and egrets was just, it was great. Probably my best birding moment so far. <laughs> um, and also, it was really fun doing the osprey in flight shots. Uh, I got a bunch of those. It was really fun just tracking them through the sky. And they flew right over me. So I'm pretty excited. That's awesome. Yeah. And probably out fishing for the day. Yeah. And those landscapes too. Um, Probably my favorite landscape outing I went to in a, like a island that's on the way to the island I was on, and it's uh it's protected land, so it's like a state park. It's called Hunting Island, and there's these dead trees that are like stuck into the sand. Um, I got some great long exposures. It was a cloudy day, which I love for long exposures. Cloudy and wavy day, so I basically stood in the ocean and got some long exposures with the trees and stuff. So <laughs> pretty excited about those as well. I know it's kind of like living vicariously through your like your Instagram stories and just seeing these incredible looking views and like the shots you're getting behind the camera. I was like, dude, you should like where are you at? Like this is awesome looking. Yeah. Like it was the first like, time I'd really been to like a, a majestic location in like three years. I, I was really excited. Oh man, yeah, I can tell you like ten different bird species and like these just yeah, incredible looking ocean or beachside, you know, landscapes. It's just, yeah, really cool to see that. So I'm looking forward to seeing your, your fit.
really cool. And I'm going to be doing a YouTube video as well, I think, just kind of like going through the photos. Oh, cool. Kind of like a digital scrapbook almost mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, that sounds yeah. neat. <laughs> and I, I really haven't done any photography since then. I got back about a week ago. So I had, I had a whole week there. So I had a lot of photography done. Um, probably going to get out this weekend, do some more stuff. But yeah, I finally finished editing the photos yesterday. So <laughs> nice. 1500, man. Did you just. Did you sift through all of those? So I, I pared it down to 215, uh, the ones okay. I liked the best. And then I pared those down to about like 150 to 80 keepers. I can't remember how many it was, but it, like the ones I exported to JPEG was like about 150. Wow. Dang. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess like a, it sounds like a lot, like, but I guess a week's worth is, you know, that, that sounds like a fair amount. Yeah, and I was also, you know, during the day, uh, I was just on the beach pretty much. So, like, I wasn't shooting all day long. So, I'm pretty happy with, like, the amount I got. Yeah, it's like mixing vacation, relaxation time with actual, like, work, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I know for me, it's like whenever I get, like, a big chunk of, like, uh, raw files, it's like I usually do everything in halves. Like, it just kind of happens that way. It's like, so if I get... 200 shots that day. I'll probably trash 100 of them, 50 of those, and then 25 actually go on my website or something like that. It just mm -hmm. seems to be like how it works for me. I don't know why, but it seems to be the case. Yeah. I mean, people, when I tell like non-photographers about how many photos I take and how many I actually use, they, they get so like, I think they like for a second think you're like a bad photographer, but they, they don't realize like even the pros, oh. they have thousands of raw files hundreds of thousands of raw files that just failed epically especially birders i mean birders know just focusing on a branch instead of the uh a bird or just I don't know. <laughs> those perfectly in focus tree branches sure are nice i also have uh <laughs> video clips like for example in uh on my trip i actually took a 20 minute long video clip of me walking down the trail um, <laughs> on my 600 millimeters so you couldn't see anything it was just the ground um because i had it facing down so <laughs> all the weird kind of stuff that you, know, you may not think you'll get but you'll get that kind of stuff so. <laughs> happy accident yeah just yeah. wind noises and sloshing uh -huh. back and forth yeah <laughs> that's embarrassing <laughs> i also got a uh, another abstract that was like not intentional like it was by accident but i really like it Dang. Yeah. Unintentional camera movement. Uh huh. It was literally unintentional though. Like yeah. And I I liked it, so You're gonna pioneer the genre of UCM. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What, what what was the shot of you said? Uh it was a beach and some sea grasses and it just turned out, so what'd you do, like hit the camera by accident? I guess I I I don't know because like I was looking back at the raw files later I had no idea how I got it voice crack <laughs> I don't I had no I, idea no, how I, I missed I, I missed those okay uh, yeah it just kind of it just kind of showed up yeah I guess I accidentally hit the shutter probably while I was it's walking probably, probably that pesky touch shutter that I know we both talked honestly about. yeah it was probably that. <laughs> Cause that's when I get a lot of my UCM photos. 
Apparently, the new like R5 and R6, they've had the touch record button as well. Hopefully, you can, oh, no. hopefully you can take it off the screen. But that'd almost be a deal breaker if I ever consider buying the cameras if I can't take that off the screen. <laughs> let me let me just push my index into the touchscreen as hard as I can, so it blurs everything uh-huh. from the motion of you know, striking it. It's yeah. terrible. Great idea. Yeah, great idea. Anyways. <laughs> I forget which episode we griped about that, but yeah, that was, that's like the worst. at this point. <laughs> I, think, I think this is the third time we brought up Touch Shutter. You heard it's, it here. Just... We're switching to Sony. No. Yeah. We, can't, I mean, honestly... both, we can't afford to switch to Sony. But... Oh, dude, a whole new camera system. Man, Sony, Sony's the so... most expensive, too. Like They have no budget options, really. Like, but, like then I... Okay, here's the problem with that. You, you got me going now, but it's like a snowball effect. So, like... The problem is, is that those raw files are like 30 megabytes each. So to edit those, I need a powerful enough computer. Well, got to upgrade that too. Yep. So thousands of you dollars. You need better there. SD cards, another <laughs> L bracket, uh, batteries, you know, all kinds of stuff. I'm all for higher like quality gear, sure, but like it's not worth it, <laughs> at least for me right now. It's terrible. Yeah, like I, I was on B&H yesterday just like – I, I, I was curious like how much an r5 would be like realistically if i put all the accessories i wouldn't need to get so like i put like the c they use a new type of card so like the cf express that's like 128 gigabytes it's like 500 dollars alone and then i want to get an l bracket and then it added up to like six thousand dollars and i was like wow that's it's not just what the cost of the camera it's not and then yeah you get a couple lenses and you're like okay and, that's I, and then I realized 45 megapixels, my cards are going to fill up twice as fast. My hard drives are going to fill up twice as fast. So, uh, yeah, that, I'm fine with my dinky little Canon EOS ADD. It's <laughs> I think, fine. I think the 20 megapixel range is perfectly good for pretty much everything. Yeah, I do if I print out, if I enlarge or print them big, I, as long as they're tack sharp somewhere, it's good. You know, the yeah. place you want to be, of course, but like, even yeah, just for posting on my own or Instagram, it's like it's fine. I don't need any more megapixels. Blowing them up on a billboard, you know, it's like I'm not doing any of that crap. Uh-huh. So yeah, it just depends on your use, I guess. Yep, good lenses too are important. Oh yeah, yeah, good lenses the better, of course. Yep. Whew. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, I mean, I'm. I think I'm gonna get back into youtube like actually for real this time like i'm i'm ready like i hope so yeah i've missed you <laughs> thank you i'm gonna start with the uh that video of my trip wrap up and um i don't know maybe see where it goes from there i did shoot a vlog i tried to vlog in the field i kind of liked it oh you know it was it was interesting like i didn't really the particular photo outing i filmed wasn't a really productive one so i don't know if i want to post it but uh, it, I'd it, say go for it. I think I I haven't decided yet. Like I don't know. Don't let don't let your first outing or any outing be like the reason why you stop doing those. You know, like because you've probably seen enough of my videos to know I have a, I have a few you know few stinkers in there between stuff. The the better one, the more productive, successful ones, and it just depends on the day, of course, and how you're feeling and the weather conditions, everything, lighting, so. It just it depends, but um, I guess how how did you maybe how did you approach the video itself? Did you do like a more like a I'm walking along talking the camera vlog, or so did you do I, like a 
I for like a while, a, like a cinematic kind yeah, of like a while, video video. For a while, I thought I was going to do cinematic, but I decided like I wanted to make sure I was still getting good photos and not worrying too much about the cinematic video. So I mostly just shot the video on my phone because that's the only other like camera I have. Um, and it, it's pretty good for that. Uh, so I did the phone. I did some B-roll on my camera, but I mostly just talked to the phone. Um, and, you know, I I wasn't a huge fan of, like, how distracted I felt from photography. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'll revisit it. It, it. it depends. I'll probably put that vlog together at some point and post it, see how it goes. But I would just say, yeah, like, make, make the, like the amount of time you're planning to be out there, just double it. So that way you can get enough video that you know, sufficient, there's like a storyline and then you can actually get some good photos hopefully in between mm -hmm. and at least. Yeah. I, at least I found that to work for me. It's like, yeah, just kind of double the amount of time and that way you can kind of be more slow and good. But then you also get a nice, like I'm, I'm just repeating myself, but you get the point. Yeah. I found that to be the best, you know, at least in my experience with just in the video making. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll try that. Looking forward to seeing those, though. Thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. I've missed your videos. It's been it's been months, hasn't it? Yep. Um, Couple months. I've just been busy in school and. Oh know, yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, like, yeah, nagging at you. I'm just saying it's like I think it's I think your last video was like what, the Astro one you made? Yeah, it was the Astro one. Uh huh. Last year at least, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, okay. Uh, and actually. It, it's just schedule, and my, I think my schedule is actually going to get busier too. Um, I got a job interview; it's coming up soon. It's for a photography job. It's it's not oh. it's not nature photography, but it's a not full time, but part time. You know, like nine dollar an hour job. So, pretty excited. It's a uh, it's a like portrait photographer at the local zoo. So I would like take pictures and then you know sell people packages and stuff. So it's definitely better than like working in like a food service job. And I think it'll be fun. So. Hopefully I get it. Oh, cool. Yeah. I remember seeing those back in the day. I've gotten to see it a couple of years. Cool. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Sounds neat though. Yeah. Hopefully when do you start that soon? Uh, well, I'm still, I have an interview next week, so I'm not sure about all the details yet. So hopefully I get it. I don't know. You get, you get the experience. I'm, I'm kind of overqualified for the job, honestly, because they said no photography experience required. We will teach you, but I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> as long as they don't like require, like you need portraits. We want to see examples. Yeah, and I, I do a lot of portraits for school and stuff, so like I'm pretty, pretty qualified in that area. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. There, there you go. Yeah, then you're set pretty much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, any anything else to add? Oh no, I think that's it. Okay. I just realized, yeah, it's been like one big episode that's just been updates, kind of like how we do them at the end of the show, but just doing a whole hour. But it's been good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, hopefully get back into it. Yeah, uh, talking. And I know we got some great guests, hopefully, and you know, good topics coming up. And if you guys are listening and want to be a guest, and you're a fairly established photographer, come on on. <laughs> I mean, we'll love to have you. You don't have to be established. Or, just just have be a good, just be a photographer. Yeah, just be a photographer or a nature lover of some kind. Do you have a camera? Yes or no? You're on. <laughs> you, you could have an iPhone too. It doesn't matter. You come on. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you already have a cool story to share, or like experiences or knowledge. Mm -hmm. Hit us up. Or if you just are.
then it works out. It's easier that way. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll see. Thank thank you so much, everyone. Thank you guys for watching. Bye. Yep. Bye. Thank you so much for watching the Owl Outdoors Photography Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the video version on YouTube as well. You can subscribe down below, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thank you.